Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. It's time for Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got a great lineup today. I've got the reason why I even started this show is to do things like today, to introduce new artists and to talk about this great talent we have in Texas that many of you haven't heard about before, but I promise you you'll hear about again. My guest today's name is Jessie Spradlin, along with her producer and my friend Chris Respani. I think you guys are going to be so impressed with this young gal and her tremendous talent for not only singing but songwriting and playing guitar. And it's just a really great way for me to share with everybody what's going on in this world and all the incredible people that are out there doing music that you don't even know about. So I don't want to take a lot of time, but I do want to say one more thing. I am really good friends with this guy, that uh, Chris Respondi, that's also going to be on the show. And he's been helping us um, get some new music out. We haven't released it yet, and I just grabbed it from Dropbox. This is a song that George and I wrote together a few years ago during the pandemic. And um, it's called 28 Trips, and I'm going to play it today just because I want to give kudos to Chris and his help with this song. So I'm going to play it on the show today for the first time out. And it's not even been mastered yet, but I just wanted to do it because I have such a love and such a respect for Chris and and his ability to not only play in in several bands, which he's involved in, and we'll talk about that on the interview, but, but as a friend and producer. So this is a song called 28 Trips for all you people that have been on a lot of um, long journey with your spouses. That's what this is about. And when we come back, we'll have Jessie Spradlin and this wonderful music that she's going to be sharing with us today right here on Texas Homegrown. i yeah. 
Well, everybody, here we are in Texas Homegrown Music, and like I said, my guest today is Jessie Spradlin. Jessie, and also her producer and one of my really great friends, an incredible guitar player and writer in his own way, and singer as well, my my good friend Chris Responti. You guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes. Well, I know you guys have been working on a project together, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But more than that, Jesse, you, um, I don't know how it is that, well, I do know how it is. I don't get out as much as I should. But I, what I love about this show for myself is the discovery of, of talent that I didn't even know was in my own backyard. I know you live in Fort Worth. And uh, you've certainly, you're, you're a novice to this because I've been listening to your stuff. And where have you been and why have I not seen you before? <laughs> because, girl, you got some pipes. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, well, I didn't really grow up in Texas, um, but I moved here. Um, I grew up here a little bit um, when I was younger, but ended up moving back in 2017 and started really trying to do music full-time in 2019. But then obviously COVID happened and that kind of put a halt on everything. So this project is really like me putting my feet back into the water and me trying to make the splash I wanted to make years ago. Um, But, you know, the timing didn't just work out. So um, I actually met you once before and I'm sure like that it's so long ago and I was 13 years old and I told Chris about this earlier when he mentioned your name and I couldn't believe that May Lee Thomas was someone that was going to interview me because when I was 13, um, my dad, Landon Spradlin, was playing the Dallas Guitar Show okay. and you were one of the female artists there and I saw you play guitar and you actually signed a CD for me. And that year I asked my dad for a guitar for my birthday um, after seeing you play. And so that is actually how I got my first (laughs) guitar and started playing and started writing. I'm feeling really, I I mean, first of all, I feel terrible that I met you and I didn't remember, but I I do get, I do get (laughs) some, I I do get some grace because you were 13 and you, and you definitely, you definitely don't look 13 now. And you're a beautiful (laughs) young woman with an incredible life ahead of you. But if I could be that kind of an inspiration for someone as good as you, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm just going to live vicariously through you, little girl. <laughs> Take the win. <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but um, wow, that is so cool. And I did see that um, actually you played at the guitar show this past year, and it's the first guitar show I haven't played in in probably, I don't know, since, since it started in the late 80s and early 90s it's the first year I've actually missed and I'm sorry for that because as soon as I saw the uh, as soon as I saw the video of you up on the stage the Sweetwater stage I was like oh my gosh wouldn't you know the one year that I would like I would have loved to seen you play and I've and, never um, played it so what's up with that I know somebody so, some strings out there well you know um here's the good news I know who you are now and I actually you know I'm thrilled that I'm getting to do this and I'm also going to I'm going to throw your name in the hat to a bunch of different venues that I know about because I think that you're you've just got an incredible incredible um road ahead of you honey I mean especially if you're just starting and this is your first EP uh, you know I, I was I was saying to Chris how much the music industry has changed 
but I think for artists like you and people that are just starting out, it's such an opportunity when you can put music out and get it to thousands of people overnight through, you know, all of these social medias. It's also very competitive, but it always has yeah. been. And um, so, you know, we can't really use that as an excuse. As Chris will tell you, you know, even when we started, our biggest problem was always um, other people would play a gig for a lot less than we wanted to play. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we always had that to deal with. Nowadays, with after what happened with COVID, we're all like, can we play? You mean I can actually (laughs) show up and put a tip jar? I'm I'm essential again. (laughs) I I think definitely. Um on that topic, you know, I, I think the good and bad is that, you know, I remember back in the day when you're wanting to, you know, make your record, record your record, you literally had to find a million dollar studio that you were going to spend thousands of dollars a day to record. And, and then you had to find somebody that could do it. And, you know, the, the, the nice thing about these days is that you can literally almost do everything at the house or, I mean, I know some people do it on a laptop in their bedroom or whatever, you know, um, so the good thing is that the opportunity to make a record, I think is maybe easier these days, um, than, oh, it, absolutely. you know, the, probably the, the one downside is that because of that, there's a lot of music out there. So the hard part now is, is trying to, you know, rise up from the, uh, the crowd and, and, you know, get noticed. Navigate away into getting to the, to the audience that would actually come and see you. Well, that, you know, honestly, um, that's a, that's a good segue into why I have this show because, um, I have, you know, I've been playing music in in the Dallas area for three decades and, 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 you know, this is a big market. It really is. And, and a lot of times you everybody started when says, you were five. No. Yeah, I started when I was five. No, I'm, I'm very proud to, to I, I have no problem telling people my age. I was born, in, the, in fact, the decade I was born and my kids are like, I didn't even know anybody from that decade. But I was born in 1959. I'm 63 years young. Wow. I've never grown up. And I just decided that when I um, had the opportunity to, you know, to do this show, I wanted to, I really wanted to do exactly what I'm doing today is to bring new artists to the market and let people understand that, you know, there's so many great, talented people out there that you still don't know about and that deserve to be heard. And, you know, the days of driving around with your your cassette tape or your, um, you know, your little art, your little re- record like they did when I was growing up and trying to get um, DJs to play your music, you know, that's, those days are, have dwindled down to really non, non-existent. Because as, as Chris knows, um, so many conglomerates own these these radio stations and they're all programmed from, um, you know, from one head and then just sent out. And, mm-hmm. um, I had an opportunity to be able to do this in a very organic way. And I have found so many great artists in the process and definitely you are, you are one of them. And, and I love this and yeah. I love that, um, that I have relationships with people like Chris that can tell me when they're working on an our artist and Chris, you know, put it on my radar a while back about you, Jesse. And I said, Hey, when you get something done, send it to me. And he totally wowed me with it. I, and again, an opportunity for you because here, Chris has a studio that um, is hands down as top notch as anything you'd find in Nashville, LA or New York, because really it's only as good as the person running it. 
And, uh, and, uh, and I'm not too kind, Chris. So you, you know, you, as, as I would expect, you're very humble about your abilities. But how cool for you, Jesse, to not only have somebody that has great ear, uh, great ear, but he's also an incredible player and he's seasoned and been around and has listened to music long enough to know um you know how to help you in in your genre because i don't know if you realize what a real gift chris is i mean the guy can yeah. play anything and he I plays know. it he plays it really really yeah. well and the reason i know this is because my husband is a guitar player and every time he and chris is on stage he's like oh my gosh here i go i have to play with chris <laughs> he's like well, thanks honey i know we played a show together he brought like we rehearsed like with two guitars and then the day of he's like oh here's my mandolin here's my here's all my harp my you know my blues harps and and here's my guitar, you know, and I, I was just like, okay, well, you know, but I, I will say I am so grateful for the gift of Chris because I, I never have had the experience before and I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for you, Chris, but where I had like an artistic chemistry with someone. And I think that Chris is so skilled, but also has so much experience musically that he can hear things that I couldn't always hear just as the songwriter, you know, you grow it, you live with that song for so long. Obviously other people have different perspectives of it, but when you get the opportunity to work with someone who has like a real genuine musical and smart perspective on your music to help make the song the best it could be. um, And I think that's what I, I really found in Chris and also someone who really, you may not know this, but really challenges me like vocally and artistically to think bigger and think, um, I don't Maybe know. outside of Jesse's box. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. as an artist, that's, that's one reason why it's very cool to collaborate with a producer and to get someone's input on, on things. Um, yeah. You know, I and I, I know there's also artists out there that are they've got their way they've got the way they hear the song and that's the way they're going to do it. Um, yeah. I've always been interested in letting other people give me if I believe in their gift and their craft, giving giving me their perspective on what they hear uh, on yeah. the song. You know, and, I I think that um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Uh, another uh, I don't know the right adjective to say, but another thing that's kind of challenging these days when you're when you do a lot of things at home, like we're talking about to be able to record at home, you, a lot of people tend to work by themselves and do a lot of stuff on their own. And I think what's kind of unfortunate is that you miss the collaborating and you miss Mm -hmm. bouncing ideas off somebody else. And because really a lot of cool things can happen um, when you've got one, two, however many other people there that you can do something and somebody goes, Hey, that's cool. What if we did this? And you go, wow, I never thought about doing that, but that's really cool.
We're back, and I know you guys enjoyed that song and certainly heard what I was talking about, about her having the it and the voice that's definitely going to take her places. But what's what I want to talk to you about, and I think there's probably a lot of people out there that would really like to know what the process is like, and I'm sure it's different from for everybody, but Jesse, what was it like for you to take these songs that you'd had um, for a while? I think you said you were trying to do this for a few years, and with COVID and everything that hit, what was it like in the process of turning these songs, uh, these ideas for songs into actual production uh, and working with, and certainly working with a producer Tell me about the, the process. Yeah, so that is a great question. I'll start it off a little bit, um, but I'll let Chris take uh, take it after that because how it started was actually I was self-producing a much more singer-songwriter type four-song EP, um, and I was looking for someone locally to mix it and master it, and I was doing all of this th- while COVID was going on, You know, wearing masks in the studio and everything like that. Um, so, um, having friends play for me and, um, so really how I found Chris was I needed somebody local to mix it and master it for me. And, um, when he was done doing that, we had a little bit of a follow-up conversation. So you can take it from there. Yeah. Uh, so, so we met and, and I did the, the other, there was a four song collection, um, that, yeah, I just did the back end work overdubbed a little bit and then mixed it. Um, and then we spoke, I, I remember calling her and I was like, you know, you deserve to have a whole record. You know, do, do you have more songs? Yes. I've got more songs. Great. You know? Um, and it was just a, you know, there's really not much of a budget right now, you know, because, you know, you know, COVID and all that stuff. And I spent all my money on the first four songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So, so I, I basically just said, you know what, I, I don't care about the budget. Let, let's, let's just make this happen. Um, Cause I just, I, I wanted to, you know, finish a, a record for her. Who um, does that by yeah. the way? Like who does that? <laughs> um, so really people uh, that really believe in your craft and they really do hear what, you know, just like I said, they do hear, and Chris has heard a lot of singers just as well as I have. And he's not blowing smoke up your panties. I mean, he, he really <laughs> believes it because I know I know Chris, he, you know, he makes his money from doing production yeah. work and playing gigs. I, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, the the her, her voice was there. The songwriting was there. Everything was there. You know, the, the vibe, you know, Um and so uh, I went into the studio called The Cove here in Arlington that you've been to, uh, literally just a mile or two from the house. Um, and it was me and Jesse and Steve Ritter, drummer. And the three of us basically uh, made that record, what you're hearing. Uh, we went in and Steve played drums, I played bass, and um, Jesse would usually play acoustic guitar. And we would get the basic track done and then we'd go back and then, you know, uh, overdub stuff on it. You know, I'd overdub guitars and whatever, you know. And So and is then, that you playing guitar on all these tracks that I'm listening yeah, to, Chris? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's Steve Ritter on drums for the whole for all that you're hearing. Uh, Jesse is playing some guitars on there, playing, uh, I know, some acoustics yeah, and some maybe acoustic. electric on yeah. one thing. Um, obviously singing. Um, and then that's me doing the, the rest of the stuff, bass and uh, guitars and whatnot. And all um, the all the other magic. Yeah. I think the only other person was my younger sister, Naomi Spradlin. She sang 
maybe one or two songs, just a, some background vocals. Yeah. On it, just to get it. a different yeah. voice in there. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was truly, it was just out of, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, you know, they say, um, <laughs> and it was like, okay, we, we got to get this done and we just don't have the resources to, you know, get a whole band and all that stuff. So this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to do it, you know, with this, this crew and get it done. And, and we did. And so I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of how it well, you should out. be. It sounds fantastic, Chris. And how, how good for you, Jesse, that he plays a plethora of instruments and, and really well, obviously, you know, that by now. And Absolutely. I, I you know, that. I, I, I've been with Chris enough. I knew I recognized his playing on a lot of it. I wasn't sure if he played everything, but I, I did recognize his tone and, um, you know, and his ability and, and some of the runs that he did because he's such a seasoned player. You know, just, you know, just for the listening audience, Chris, why don't you tell people what you did before you moved to Dow- back to Dallas? Because you were on the road and you're, and you're still do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I grew up here. I was born in Irving, born and raised in Irving. Uh, and then throughout the 90s, lived, you know, here in DFW playing in cover bands like, you know, everybody does. Uh, and then at around 2000 or so, the year 2000, uh, moved to Nashville, started going to Nashville, um, actually with John Davis. Uh, he was already there. He was there a few years earlier, started going up there, uh, doing some little home demos and whatnot, and then eventually moved there and was there for almost 20 years uh, from 2000 until the end of 2016 and, you know, did stuff on the road, did studio stuff, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of different people and then uh, moved back here um, as, you know, as, as life happens, you know, you start, you know, moving around. Um, and luckily was able to move back here and, and still play and record and do stuff. And, and then I've, I've still done little stuff on the road with some Nashville people and, and local people, you know, keeping those doors open. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just been a, a pretty crazy ride. Well, you've definitely yeah. made a name for yourself as a producer. You've produced a lot of different um, records for people. And certainly I know from a personal um, level because you've produced some stuff for me. I mean, and and, and definitely your engineering is uh, hands down some of the best. And it's so nice to work with someone that's also a musician and understands what it's like to be a musician and not make us go say a word over and over 50 times to try to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jesse, if you, you know, have I, had ever had that experience in the studio. I mean, I, I will, I'll definitely obsess about stuff, but I, I remember hearing or reading something one time that somebody said, and it stuck with me. They said, you know, we spend 90% of the time in the studio worrying about things that probably only matter about 10%. And there you go. That, that really hit me. I was like, yeah, I mean, why, why am I obsessing about, you know, the word baby, you know, or whatever <laughs> in, in this song when it's just going to go by like that. And it's like, there's, there's bigger fish to fry, you know, there, there's, there's bigger and and more important things to worry about, you know? Um, and I at least try to, you know, keep that, you know, keep that in my head, you know, so I don't obsess about, you know, uh, if there's, 
the right amount of 60 hertz on a kick drum you know well and yeah well and but i mean as far as a vocalist goes i can tell you that i've worked with people before and i've done some session work a lot of session work in the past but i've worked with people before that they just absolutely took the soul out of a song for me by having me sing a line over and over and over until it was just so sterile i it was like i it didn't even fit for me and i just I, love it when i when someone recognizes that Sometimes perfect isn't always the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it should be, it, you know, music and a performance and a vocal should move you. It should be emotional. And I, I at least for me, when I'm engineering or, you know, um, and, and somebody singing, especially like Jesse, um, I mean, it happened all the time, you know, when when you're between the speakers and listening and she's singing and you just get that feeling of like, Yep, this is happening. This is the take. And it's because just for whatever reason, everything's starting to click. And it just it I just the phrase I use all the time, it's starting to sound like a record, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, Mm -hmm. and and when when I've worked with you, Maylee, and and with her and other people, it's that's what you're always striving for. You're at least I am. I'm trying to get the session and the song and the situation to get to that point where it's like it's feeling and sounding like a record and I'm mm-hmm. getting to sit back and just enjoy this performance and I'm just capturing it. Uh, you know, I, I just need to capture it and make sure I get it all there. And, you know, and that's when I think, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing and, and you're in the right direction. If, if you can, if you find yourself in that position in, in the recording session, then you're, you're good. Well, you definitely know when that when that happens because you've worked with some great, great artists. And in fact, you're in another band. I'm going to go ahead and plug it. You're in another band called The Speaker Wars that um, is getting ready to just blow up. And um, with our, with our good friend John Christopher Davis and of course Stan Lynch, um, who you know uh, a lot of people know remember from Tom Petty's uh, original drummer. And uh, you guys have done some fantastic stuff. And right there in your, uh, a lot of it um, done with you and, and in your studio. And so to see and hear some of the stuff that has come out of, and that you started out saying that it is a different world today when we can put out um, records that ha- are being done in our home studios or, or in places that before you had to pay so much money to do it um, nowadays you know, Garage Band changed all of that many, you know, <laughs> right? Seriously, yeah. it was like Garage all of a sudden people, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and, and and all these live feeds that people learned to do during COVID because we didn't have a choice if you wanted to have yeah. people hear you play. But thankfully, we're back to, to being able to have some in-person shows again. And um, I'm obviously thrilled about it. I'm also, uh, I also want to be careful that I don't just spread something that doesn't need to be continued to be spread. So, um, but I, I can tell you this, I love the fact that I'm able to share music about from new artists like you, Jesse. I just really love this opportunity and I love being able to play some songs that they have, they're not going to hear for a while because you haven't even dropped these yet and not going to do it until next <laughs> year, but you get to hear it right here first on Texas Homegrown Music. And that one of those songs is a song called Deeply Falling Open. And I don't know, girl, that spoke to me. As soon as I heard that line, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I it, it was it picked, I was able to picture what that looked like from, you know, your stance. And I just never thought of it that way. But that is what we do. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I tell people all the time, you are not going to be able to love someone unless you can be open to receive it and open yeah. to, to, you know, to be a conduit, do it for it. And I'm all about, Jesse, you don't know me well enough, but I'm, about, I'm all about peace and love. And so all these songs that, that we're featuring today definitely have that that one vein of love is in the message. So yeah, I, I, this absolutely. is a beautiful song. And I, and I feel like you just are an old soul to be able to write this kind of music right out, oh, right out of the gate. So much. Well, yeah, I do love that song. And it it's just about exactly what you're saying. Just, you know, I, I hear a lot of songs about falling in love, but I feel like this is like the precursor to that and something like very necessary, like exactly what you said, like to be able to go there, you have to break yourself open first. So I tell people all the time, I have friends that are, you know, that have gotten out of bad relationships and they haven't, they've been afraid to go back into anything else. They've kind of closed themselves off. And that's what I tell them all the time. Until you make yourself open to receive love, you're just not going to find it. And people can tell it, you know, they can, they can sense it just like dogs and animals can sense it when you are comfortable around them. Mm -hmm. Humans are the same way. And uh, I just think this song is beautiful for that reason. I want to share it with everybody right now. It's called Deeply Falling Open. It's Jessie Spradlin. And you guys, you're going to really, really, really want to see this girl live. I've watched a little bit of her um, clips just by, um, you know, doing my homework for today. I can't wait to have you. I'd love to have you come to our sanctuary sometime and play. Absolutely. Um, but I, I can tell you this, girl, you've got the it everybody talks about. <laughs> and um, it's a beautiful so thing to share. I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that. So if you're just listening, we're going to play Deeply Falling Open, the pro- new project by Jesse Spradlin um, and her producer, my good friend, Chris Responti. And we'll be right back to talk about some shows she has coming up and when we think this EP is going to drop. But for right now, Deeply falling open right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Annie Thomas. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't think that you'd ever really know me. I must admit I'm used to having all the
guys are already a fan and you're going to have her on your all your playlists it's jesse spradlin j-e-s-s-e spradlin s-p-r-a-d-l-i-n and she's not bad to look at either guys i'm telling you this is one really cute chick that um even i could sit and stare at all night and go oh i remember i remember being young and beautiful oh i'm, I'm the one that's got a face for radio whatever <laughs> no we are Chris, all beautiful. You're, we are. Everybody has. Everybody has their beauty. You know. Hey, if I can it, look like you at 63, I will have achieved a life goal. Like, <laughs> well, I just refused. So. I refuse to. Um, t- I, I work at it. I actually do. I mean, when, when people come up to me and say, "Oh my gosh, how do you do it?" I go, "I get up and do yoga at 7:30 in the morning, and I, you know, I do. I don't get sun on my face, and you know, I do all these little things that I wish I would have thought about back when I was." <laughs> young and had the tin foil and on the you know baby oil with iodine what were we thinking (laughs) clearly we had no clue (laughs) right we had no clue what that was going to do to us later baby oil and mirrors under your face i'm I'm saying that remember um jesse you don't you probably never saw it but literally it looked like um mirrors but it was like a reflective tin foil fold out that people would, yeah, they hold it. Yeah, yeah. they hold it underneath their face, and the sun would, you know, bounce off that and just fry your face. And if we, if that wasn't enough, let's just go ahead and literally fry it with a little baby oil and iodine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, if you're gonna, who, you're gonna have some oil, so yeah, who said that was a good idea? Wow. Oh my gosh, beauty in the eighties. <laughs> Or 70s or whatever yeah well yes i i grew up i i know i i say i grew up i never grew up and anybody that knows me really well knows that i've never grown up it's it's just totally overrated but um i can tell you this girl you are a very precious soul and i'm so glad i got to have you on the show why don't you tell me about some some gigs that you have coming up that people can find you at yeah, so I have a, a So Far Sound show on September 8th that is in Dallas, and uh, they can get tickets to that by going to my website. Then I'm actually opening up for another band, um, September Moon. They're a band based out of Arlington. They're having an album release party on September 10th, so I'll be opening for them. And then um, 
There's more dates on my website. I'm playing in Nashville in September, and then I'm also playing the East Texas State Fair October 1st. And so those are the shows I have coming up at the moment, but they'll all be on my website, which is just jessiespradlin.com. Yay. And I would encourage you, Jesse, just because as a from an artist standpoint to if you're not already to get on Bands in Town, because yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is such a you are on Bands in Town. Yes, they can look Good. me up on there. Mm-hmm. Good, because I, I use that platform a lot, especially when I'm traveling and going to other cities. Um, you know, it really helps to let me know when some people that I love are, are around me. So you guys be sure to check it out. Is it just jessiespradlin.com for your website? Yes, ma'am. That's it. Okay. And uh, and she's got this new EP that's going to be coming out early next year, but she's going to be dropping some singles here and there, which is what everybody's doing these days. And I actually think it's smart. I think it's a, it's the way to go because it's like now that everybody's just loading their phones with playlists and dropping mm-hmm. songs here and there, you might as well, you know, make your album last as long as you can just tease them a little bit right as yeah you go. i know i know the speaker wars are doing that too so it is the way to go now just to you know kind of wet our whistle a little bit at a time but i'm definitely going to catch some of those shows jesse i'm going to look in my calendar and see if i can't uh, can't get out and see you but otherwise i definitely want to have you come and play the guitar sanctuary sometime and i, I I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put your name in the hat to a couple other venues that i know of so real quick um married tell me about that because i tell you (laughs) if you're doing full-time music um you better have us you better have a partner that understands what that means oh yes well i don't know that he always understands everything but he is very understanding so he is not related to the music world at all he does play a little guitar but um he's just the best i mean honestly i was convinced as dramatic as this sounds Um, Maybe other single ladies will relate to this, but I was convinced that if I was going to really go after music that I was just going to have to do it single because it's a lot of hard work, late nights, and not a normal nine to five schedule. And um, depending on what level you're at, it's not uh, immediately lucrative. So um, he is just like the, I mean, honestly, I could have never imagined someone would support me in the way that he does. And he's just like the my biggest fan, although my mom would argue me on that because she says she is. Um, but he's just I, I could not have dreamed a better person to be with. He is so supportive. I mean, anytime I've ever been anxious about disappointing him or just not, you know, things not working out exactly right. He's just like beyond understanding and just so supportive like to the well i'm happy to hear that because i can tell you i've um been doing this long enough to see a lot of relationships um completely in the wasteland over you know what happens and i i see chris sitting there with a little bit of a smile on his face (laughs) you know chris chris is another one that his wife is a jewel and i mean she is a doll i know right and it because i mean think about what it what it's been like for her you know all these decades of chris playing music and being gone a lot of times and you gotta really really understand that it's their passion and especially if you met them while they were doing music it's very hard to understand somebody expecting them to quit doing the very thing that you were attracted to from the very beginning and i you know, yeah. having had band members, I know what I'm saying. You know, it's like you knew what they were when you picked them up. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think you could say behind every 
musician is a, or I wouldn't say behind, I would say next to, or related to uh, every musician that you see is a very, very understanding significant other. Um, it's, well, there needs to be anyway. Yeah. 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 If, if, if you don't have that, it's not going to last very long. Right. Um, Cause yeah, it's, I, you know, like you said, after decades of playing and stuff, I mean, I could probably count on, you know, uh, a hand or two, how many open weekends I've had and decades, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and and your significant other is got to be cool with that, you know, and thankfully if you meet someone that is cool with that, that you're working all the time um, and, you know, you, you try to make time for them, you know, uh, in other, you know, times of the week or month, year, week, um, to, to make up for that. But yeah, it, it's, it's tough. I, I, I would have a hard time probably being married right. to a musician. You know? <laughs> <laughs> being married to me, I would have well, a hard time being married to me. <laughs> hey, I, I have well, a hard time and I am married to a musician. So <laughs> you know, I, I learned a long time ago. Um, yeah. But if I'm going to do this, I better marry the guy in the band because um, yeah. otherwise. Yeah, we I, have the same schedule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, I, I was a musician when we met. So yeah, I, I didn't spring this on anybody. I was like, this is what I do. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think it's important to let him know from the get go. Well, I'm so happy to hear you've got that, Jesse, because that's really vital in um, in this world of music. And especially it's it's daunting what you have ahead of you. But at the same time, it's so rewarding. And I mean, girl, you've got it and just continue to do it. You've got somebody really great on your team there with Chris and um, he's, you know, he he really knows what he's doing. In case you didn't realize that from someone else, um, yeah. and he's and he's also just a good person. And he's got it. He's a good human, and I obviously you are too. I can tell. And I'm so thrilled that you guys you guys did the show today, and that I got to share some new music that people aren't going to really get to hear until later on. But if you want to hear it, you can hear it right here on Texas Homegrown Music. So um, this next song can't help but love you. Real quick, tell me about it. Well, um, so I, I grew up listening to a lot of blues. My dad was um, a, a blues guitarist and a blues singer. And I think I read he was actually a, a Hall of Famer or something. He was Yes, he is inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame. He was never famous or anything, but he was really good. Um, I, we lost him recently, um, but... Um, this was his favorite song because I think he just liked to show off a little bit. Um, (laughs) but, um, I didn't write it about him, but it's kind of become about my dad a little bit. Um, because the lyrics say from right where I am, I'm going to love you the same. And, um, you know, since losing him, it's been a song that reminds me, you know, no matter what is separating us, like life or death right now, like, I still love him the same and I know that he will be so proud. And so this is, this is a really emotional song for me, but it's kind of for my dad because I'm not a full on blues singer, but I like to dabble because of him. So I already miss your face and I see you in such a Was with you and you'd hold me 
close of another show and I don't know about you guys but I think Jessie's got quite a career ahead of her and she's just such a lovely lovely girl I really enjoyed getting to know her and of course you know my good friend Chris Raspani I just I've known him for several years and he's just full of talent so much it's I'm jealous it's how did one person get packed with so many great talents as he did but he's also just a jewel of a guy and I'm so proud of him for finding this girl and helping her out and really really giving her a great start in her music career so you guys check out Jessie she's in your area you better go see her because she's really worth seeing and I just got to say once again that's the whole reason why I do this show is to be able to feature acts like that and, and let you guys hear the kind of talent that's out there that you don't even know about so Jesse Spradlin, proud of you, honey. Can't wait to hear what you got going on in the future. This great new release she has coming out. You guys be sure to be on the lookout, download it. But you heard it first right here on Texas Homegrown Music. So I'm going to close the show today with a song by John Fulbright. Um, John Fulbright is actually from our suburb state of Oklahoma. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we love Okies. Um, and I and I've got to say, I'm going to see John at the Kessler on October seventh. If you guys want to go see that show, get online and get your tickets. A great venue. I'm looking forward to it. He hasn't put out any new music in a while, and he's got this new record coming out um, in uh, the end of September. And I'm really looking forward to hearing the show and hearing um, what he has to say. He's such a great lyricist. But this next song I'm going to play is called Crossing Over. It's a great way to end the day and just tell you that I love doing this show. I love that you guys listen every week. And I'm so grateful for my sponsors, Guitar Sanctuary, of course, um, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for making it possible every week to come to you. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And we'll see you guys next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Sit on.